The Owner's Perspective, hosted by Eagle Land. All things Colorado ranches from the owner's perspective. All right, well, good morning and welcome to the Owner's Perspective with Eagle Land Brokerage. I'm Joey Burns, and today I have a very special guest. He is the most educated person in my family, my son, Braden. So, Braden, welcome to the Owner's Perspective and looking forward to having you on the on the podcast. Sweet. <laughs> Sweet. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Well, today um, we have an opportunity to present um, the Rainbow Trout Ranch. And this is just a jewel of a property um, that is that is um, we're just really excited about. Um, the Rainbow Trout Ranch is located outside of the little town of Anamito. And, you know, in Colorado, we have these little areas that are kind of like jewels. They're just, they're pockets that are just beautiful. And um, we get to Montrose when we go to Telluride and around through Durango, and we have this million dollar highway. But you get to the little town of Anamito and you start heading on Highway 17 towards the town of Caneos. Um, this is the back way to Chama, New Mexico and back into Pagosa Springs. It is just a spectacular, spectacular uh, place on the planet. And uh, Braden recently spent some time over there doing some work. And I'm sure you, what do you think of just the area? It's, it's absolutely stunning. The, um, looking at, at, at you, you take Million Dollar Highway over to Telluride or Uray, and you're kind of in, in the throes of what's considered the most picturesque part of Colorado. And the, the Alamosa, or not Alamosa, but the Antonito, um, Los Conejos River watershed up into Cumbres Pass is, is spectacular. Alamosa is kind of the, the, the hub for the San Luis Valley, which is this big agricultural area. But then the, it, it's modeled with the San De Cristo Mountains. And the Santa Cristos are 14,000 foot peaks. And on one side of it's the San Luis Valley. The other side, you go through Levita Pass and you get to Levita and you go to Cachara, which goes to Stonewall, to Trinidad. So there's just a lot of recreation that you can see in the area. And then as you come south out of Alamosa to the town of Ananito and then go southwest as you head down Highway 17, which goes all the way to Chama, there's just beautiful, beautiful scenery and fishing that goes on through that whole area. Huge national forest access yeah. throughout the entire area. And uh, San Luis Valley is, I mean, it is probably the premier agricultural hub oh, it is. Of, of the state. Gorgeous area. Isn't there, I think there's a train, Cum Cumbres and Toltec? Yeah, that, that there's a train that starts in Ananito, and it is um, one of the highest elevation trains it's 64 miles long it kind of serpentines through the mountains and goes through it's just a beautiful ride so i'm like trying to get out of here and go on a color tour and go ride the train in a few weeks oh, it's beautiful be yeah but this is just you know between that and what we have in silverton are the two steam engines that run through colorado so um it's it's a beautiful beautiful scenery and there's just fun to do um, in the mountains of Colorado. Well, the ranch that we're talking about today, and you know, we talk about the owner's perspective. Um, this is a ranch we've really tried to have to get our head around a little bit because it's just not a ranch. This is one of, uh, they consider it a five-star guest ranch 
located on the Canales River. So just to kind of give you a background, this ranch is 591 acres. It has 1.1 mile of the Canales River running through it. And the rivers, you can talk about a lot of different features of them, but this is a big, windy, gin clear river that runs right through the middle of this ranch that guests come and have the right to fish. And it is just world-class fishing. And there are folks that come from all over the United States to fish the Canales River. And so this beautiful piece of property sits and is bisected by this river, um, which now brings in guests um, to the entire summer season. And the owners have just been involved in it for many, many years and have decided to sell it. So um, just to kind of give you a background of it, the, um, the ranch is kind of centered on this 1920s log structure that at one time was the largest log structure, my understanding is in the States. Um, but it was a, it's a beautiful facility. I mean, built with, um, was it no nails? No, it was built with wooden dowels and Ingman, uh, Ingman pine logs. Yeah. So the whole thing is constructed um, <laughs> in the same way the Vikings would have built a lodge. No iron nails, and it, it, is, it is stunning. Yeah. Um, the, it's been beautifully maintained um, from like a structural standpoint going into it. You would have no idea that it was as old as it is until you start looking really closely and see that just authentic Pinta and the, the really the unreplicable age. Yeah. It, it's, it's gorgeous. gorgeous well, and this is really like the cafeteria center section, the meeting room of um, the lodge. But then beyond that, there are 21 cabins. These 21 cabins are all various sizes and age, but they're, they're all very old rustic cabins. It's like stepping back in time, but at the same time, they've got a beautiful swimming pool, to take care of guests. So this is just a property that is very guest um, centric. Um, when you put all the beds together, they talk about the number of pillows you have and they, between guests and, and, and staff, they have a hundred pillows at this place. And so typically they're feeding a hundred people a day um, at the, at the ranch. And the ranch is a, is, is a destination spot. So for many years, I mean, they've had people that have been bringing their family for 20 years straight um, to as, as, as this, of any place in the world they could go. They go to the Rainbow Trout Ranch, bring their family. It's a fully inclusive guest ranch with horse rides and hoedowns and, and outside fishing trips and picnics. And they, they have um, day trips up on the BL or on the National Forest where you can go. Uh, there's trail rides for little kids that are short and sweet and you know you more play patty cake than ride a horse everything to i really want to get out into southwestern colorado's woods and and see what god's created down here yeah i, I think the biggest testament to the place is um, while we were up there and we were doing all our work with the trimble unit um the the owners would introduce us over and over and over again to guests and it was this is so and so they've been coming for 30 years. This is so-and-so, they've been coming for 40 years. This is so-and-so, and they sit with us at dinner. They've been here since we bought the place. I mean, yeah. it, to have that type of retention um, the, is, is a real testament to um, 
not only the operations that the owners are, are doing, but to the quality of the property itself. Like yeah. People don't come back for 40 years to something that's not, not good. <laughs> no, I mean, it's a, it's a total destination spot that is just the, the scenery. What's picturesque about this property is just is unmatched. But I mean, the, the folks that own the ranch um, have just done a masterful job of being hosts and the hospitality. When you show up at Rainbow Trout, you are the most important person that uh, on the planet. And uh, um, it's a, it is, it's a step back in time. But the, um, when I was there one um, evening, they were taking one of those rides and as they came back, the chuck wagon was down by the river and the music was playing. And um, later that day, they were going to have a talent show. So this is just a very family-centric property that is incredibly, incredibly beautiful. One of the neatest things, and when I went up and was, was collecting data, Mr. Von Berkham said, are you going to take photos? Oh, yeah. Well, make sure, make sure you're here when the rides come in. Yeah. And the reason is, is when they turn the horses out and they go from the equestrian facility in the center of the ranch, they drop down off a hill and they go across the Conejos River over a bridge. And all those horses know when grain time is. And so this, the sun comes down and you've got the horses running across this, this bridge looking for their, looking for their supper. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's really cool. Yeah. Well, and, and one of the things that was interesting, um, when we were commissioned to sell this property. Um, you, when you get into 21 facilities, you get into a swimming pool, you get into water facilities, you get into um, just, again, we call our podcast, the owner's perspective. I have to sell ranch to a new owner and they need to say, how does this thing run? And how do we take care of this property? Well, when, when you're an owner, of a ranch that's been run as a facility for many, many years, there is just so much tribal knowledge of how do you run this property? Um, and it's kind of like, you got to go into the boulder to the left side and turn the crank and this turns on the water. So from our perspective, we needed to be able to present that. So one of the great benefits that Braden has for us is he's a geo analyst. And so um, he was able to take over a Trimble unit, um, which, which we have, which is really a, a fancy GPS that has um, data codes put inside um, that allow us to then collect data. And so, Braden, why don't you kind of explain how we did that? Yeah, so the, well, like you were saying with the, the institutional knowledge, um, you know, easements are recorded with the county, conservation easements are recorded with the county, uh, liens are recorded with the county. Nobody records how you get the water to go this way versus this way, or the pattern the elk follow, or um, where the, the propane lines are buried. And the, the value, a lot of times we see ranch managers that stay with the property longer than an owner does because that, that institutional knowledge is so valuable. And if it's lost, it'll set you two or three years back. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a huge deal, but um, really the, the biggest thing with the program we use is it's the same program that engineering firms use, counties use, um, environmental scientists use. And unlike Onyx or something like that, you can not only collect the point, but you can build an attribute table where you can get incredibly detailed 
about each little point where you can click on one spot. This valve is this size, turns off this cabin, and it looks like this. And the water line goes here and here, and if you turn it off here, it's going to push water here. And you yeah. can put that all in one spot so that a new owner, when, when he takes over the place, he can open up his cell phone, click a button, and, and know where he is, where the valve is, and what the valve does. Yeah. And take that to a level that's... Um, I mean, we can, you can even do preliminary stuff for where water lines will be if you put a dam somewhere. Yeah. It's, it's a very powerful program, but. Well, the benefit to a new owner now is I'm looking over here on the desk. Braden created what's called the summary of improvements. And this is a, a package that basically gives a summary of the entire property, but then zeroes in on each facility to show the data points, the, the valves, the things that need to be known by a new owner so that they have the information um, to not only um, understand the ranch, but then in the future to run the ranch. Mm -hmm. And then, in fact, the ranch has a conservation easement on it. So really, what's there will remain, and the building envelopes that they have for the facilities um, are what they are. They have some ability to add a few more buildings within that envelope, but the bottom line is um, this spectacularly scenic area where this ranch is located will be what it is today. Okay. And it is protected. So um, you, you get into these areas that have um, like limited development. I mean, there's just not the absorption for people to come in and just buy tons and tons of little small pieces. So the value of preserving something many times outweighs the value of dividing it into smaller pieces and finding people to go buy little pieces of it. And so. this easement set up in a way to protect the, the ranch's ability to function as a good ranch. Absolutely. So it in no way impedes production standpoint yeah that's right so um i really like that it's 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 very smartly done yeah that's how it should be done and it's the right place to do something like that on absolutely absolutely so when we talk about the ranch and uses and things like that um this ranch is in a very strong hunting area so it's game unit 81 um game units have different management policies typically it's over the counter but this year they did some restrictions as far as um bow hunting and have, have some over-the-counter tags later in the season but um, not unusual at all to see herds of elk on this property um, moose in the area um, just it's a it's a fantastic wildlife area but from a standpoint of going hunting um, it really can be a hub to go off into this these you know hundreds of thousands of acres of public lands um, as far and as deep as you'd really want to go. As far as you'd be willing to go. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. I mean, it's more than a day's ride. I think we saw we saw elk every morning. We were there collecting data. Yeah. Every morning there was elk in the valley. And that's at a time of year when the elk usually aren't in the valley. Uh, yeah. You, they should be in the dark timber. So it, I mean, it really speaks to the yeah. strength from a hunting perspective. Um, and can you imagine being that person from Texas who lives in an asphalt jungle and they get to come step back in time and wake up here in the, the roar of the river and the steam coming off early in the morning and looking out in the fields and seeing the elk. It, it's just, uh, um, who doesn't want that? Crazy people. Crazy people <laughs> don't want that. I want that. I live in Montrose. I, it's, that's, why, that's why we live where we live. That's exactly right. That's why Colorado is the greatest place on earth, you know? We've got a pretty good handle, I think, on on how the ranch currently sits. 
where do you see it going in the future? Well, you know, I think um, you kind of have to look at the past and then look at the future. So um, currently the Bomb Berkhams have used the ranch, you know, as a guest ranch, but then they also have had a, a really a side business of Bomb Berkham quarter horses where they've had this as a, as a brood ranch where they would raise these very high quality um, horses. Then they would actually use those horses as dudes and which, which really helped train the horses up and um, it made them very sound with, with clients. So, um, you know, certainly somebody could come in and, and, and replicate what they've done by starting their own herd of, of brood horses and, and quarter horses. Um, but I mean, I think the sky's the limit. Um, this is a ranch that if we, you know, certainly have to have confidentiality agreements and non-disclosures to show finances, but you're going to find out that this ranch makes money. Um, they've done very, very well, and they've got a great reputation. So if somebody wanted to be in the dude ranch business, this is turnkey. Um, this ranch is ready to go. If, if somebody decides that they'd like to have a, 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 a more um, year-round facility um, rather than a summer facility like it's being used now, or they really want to uh, work their way through the, um, the hunting industry, there are some um, permits that they have that they basically lease out to an outfitter and they could basically take that on and have that as another source of revenue while they really focus more on as a fishing property and as a, um, a hunting property. And some people may not want to have as many guests. So yeah. I think, I think there's just the, the opportunity for a corporate retreat with all the cabins, an opportunity for, um, um, you know, a single owner to just have a world-class ranch and say, you know, this is my family yeah. legacy property. Um, that could be done as well, but um, it, it kind of reaches all those levels from and the economics of a commercial um, operation um, or just as a luxury ranch. From a commercial standpoint where it's at now, um, you can't hardly get in. I knew to, to stay at the ranch, um, it, it is the demand for this industry and the demand specifically because Von Berkham's have done such a good job um, it, it's, it's, uh, you're thankful that you can get to stay there. Yeah. And even, even the employees that are there, there's a waiting list to, to get to work at the ranch. Yeah. It, it's, it's not, it's not something that's floundering by any means. It's something that's, that's thriving, thriving, um, at a level that very few businesses ever, ever get to thrive at. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, we're full disclosure. You want a dude ranch? You better like to work because there's work there. <laughs> there's, a lot of work. there's a lot of work to take care of that many people. And you may wake up one day and say, my head hurts and I don't feel good. And when the guest walks in, you say, hey, how are you? Yeah. It's so good to see you because every day is the best day. But you, you know something? Live. That's how we all should live. That's how we should all live. So um, it's a real pleasure to get to present um, the Rainbow Trout Ranch. And um, fortunately... These ranches come available because life changes mm -hmm. and um, an individual can come in and buy this place. But I'll tell you this, it's very much worth the time um, to step on this ground because as you drive to it and as you get to it, it's, it's just, um, there's a sense when you get to certain places that are just super special and this is one of them.